The Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who host Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FingerLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York. And now your host, Chris Marquardt. Good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to this edition of the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, episode 327 on deck. Excited to have you along for the ride tonight. You know, the farther and farther we go, deeper into the 300s and start approaching the halfway point through that 300 cycle, the more I'm reminded I need to make a new intro. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say maybe you could get our, our graphics and video guy to work we gotta on get that. that. <laughs> we got to get that back up and going. We'll... Uh, Maybe we'll um, maybe we'll pretend to address that by next week, and then just <laughs> pretend we forgot it by the time we get back here. Oh goodness! Uh, hopefully, everybody enjoyed their their day off. If you had the day off, uh, I worked uh, around here. You worked? I worked. Yeah, but that's also because in two and a half weeks you're going to have the rest of the year off. Pretty close, yeah. <laughs> it's not, not so bad. No, it's not so bad. No, nope. take it take it as it comes. So we've got a little bit of results to go over with um, uh, the Unified Point Series. We've got some results to go over from up in Canada. Uh, we're going to look at the, the rest of the schedule that's forthcoming. Some locals are getting ready to head down to Burlington. We've got that sitting out there to to hit on as well. Um, it was a it was a busy week for birthdays and stuff. Holy cow! Did you keep up with all that? Rick Clark had a birthday. Rick Clark. Yep. Uh, didn't Rick Clark's son have his, a birthday? His son as well? had one too. Yep. Uh, Mike DeFrisia celebrated an anniversary. Yep. Christy Germain had a birthday. Jake Sherman had a birthday. Ben Haas had a birthday. Um, Ben, uh, I messaged Ben. I had a conversation with a guy, uh, Colin Walker, uh, from Muncie, Indiana, who used to watch when we were live at shows and then has been watching a lot of the track shot stuff. And he said, he was talking about Ben, and he said, there is nobody out there that when they get excited at Demolition Derby, that gets him revved up the way that Ben does. That when he watches watches it and Ben gets all wound up about something that's happening on track or anything, he, he, he likes it. So... Pass that along to Ben so that Ben got some uh, got that nice compliment relayed to him. Hopefully he had a good day. Um, tons of derby action uh, to to hit on at this point. Um, forthcoming. There's there's still more derbies coming up through the end of the year. There is. I traded some messages with Sean McCollum that that Warzone event is still on. Cool. So that's cool. Uh, I traded some messages with Mark Elliott today. Uh, he uh, he he taught me that sometimes you need to read the numbers carefully before you do math. Otherwise, you look foolish. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I let somebody else do the math. <laughs> yeah, I, I messed up the, I messed up the points when uh, when he was sending them to me. I had a question, and I said that math is twelve. And he goes, actually, if you're careful, that's eight. <laughs> and yeah, the numbers flip flop. So, well, you're an English major, not a math. Major. <laughs> yeah, never uh, never pretended to not be there. Um, over the weekend, I got to do something two two things actually that I'd never done before. Uh, Friday, I went down to Elmira and painted a derby car i had never done that before i'd put decals on derby cars before, i didn't i didn't realize you actually did I'd the never, paint i'd That's never cool. done uh, i'd never done um uh got some folks checking in on the live chat too i'd never painted a car before nope cool. and and marty marty sager and and lee have a two-man car that they're taking down to burlington cool it's a grand prix and i did some cars for them for beam and g and they mm-hmm. said well Let's get some vinyl printed and we'll wrap this car. I'm like, I don't know if you know what you're asking. 
what you should really do is is, is spray paint it and uh, and probably do it that way. And they, we traded some messages, and ultimately I went down there with a bag full of neon green paint, and they had the white and black already. And I tried to do my best in replicating the video game car uh, paint job on their car. I I, I am no Jason Sauer. <laughs> I will say that. Uh, I wish it was as easy to make derby cars look in real life like they do on that game because <laughs> I would have Chris Marcord at my house making some <laughs> badass looking cars. Uh, <laughs> you know, you 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 mentioned a a wrap though. I remember the last time I ran at the state fair, there was a car there that was completely wrapped, mm-hmm. and that was a long time ago. And wraps were just first coming out. I can't imagine what that cost somebody, but right, it was and it was like. You know, every color of the rainbow and multi-shades. and It was done right, but... Oh, excuse me. Um, it was it was looked very impressive. I mean, all sorts of can fades and layers of paint and stuff. And I, I actually called Jason and said, you know, what would be really fun is if we could get together and meet up at some point. And we'd surprise them by having you paint the car. And he had a project that he was working on. He can't release it yet, but when it comes out, it is one of the coolest things. In the world. Oh, yeah. Have you talked to him? No, I haven't. But oh, man. No, and Jason well, Sauer. It's, His mind it's, works differently than ours, so and, he's, he does some cool stuff. He's learning about um, he's, he's learning about that in express detail, too, uh, that his mind works different than corporate minds. Oh, I bet. <laughs> little different. I bet. But, uh yeah, I'm I'm happy for him. That's uh, that's very cool. And then I got to announce an online derby, sweet uh, for realistic derby project. They had a it was a hometown havoc. The track that was made for the weekend was the Griggs County Fairgrounds in Cooperstown, North Dakota. Sweet. And it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, I did all the overlays and the graphics and stuff and streamed that out on their channel. And we got to figure out the permissions, though. It wouldn't let me cross-post it to the Crash Course page. But we appreciate everybody that tuned into that. There was 3,600 views last time I looked at it, so that was kind of fun. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you're the best at announcing I online don't derbies <laughs> as you are as announcing real-life derbies. Because you're Chris Marquardt no one else is. <laughs> it, felt, it, it, it felt fun. It was, cool. it was at least fun. Uh, Marcella Benjamin checking in. Marcella, send us a message. What's it take to get invited? Uh, the door is open. Absolutely. I'm waiting for Marcella to come up here because she can tell us all kinds of fun stories about having Mark Benjamin as a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, about you said that, Mark Benjamin probably won't let Marcella come up by herself. <laughs> so we're probably out there. But hey, we we I gave Marcella the shout out. She she had our crash course shirt on at uh, mm-hmm. the uh, renamed uh, Iron City Promotions Nationals. Yep. So um, you know, thank you for that. But yeah, she's welcome whenever. RJ Phillip, he's he's checking in. RJ won a roof sign from uh, over the weekend is one of the Mad Dog Awards. We'll be getting into that in a minute. Matt Evans listening in, and uh, you want to for checking in. Too? You want to hear something funny? Sure. So one of the first nights I get on um, to do the, the derby, this voice says, Brian, you don't know who I am, do you? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> You no. don't even know how to tell who's talking. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, no. And he's like, it's Matt Evans. And I'm like, oh, my God, this Matt Evans is Matt Evans Jr. His father graduated high school with me and was on my in my wedding. Really? Yeah. So I've literally known Matt his entire life. I uh, I remember when Matt was born. When Matt Evans Jr. was born, his father was um, his mom had come up here and his father was deployed. He was in the army. Um, he wasn't overseas, but he was wasn't on base. Whatever. 
And uh, I remember Matt being born, and I wouldn't hold him in the hospital. I said, I don't think it's right that another man holds somebody else's man, you know, his baby before the father does. So I wouldn't hold him. So Matt came home and held him, and we went over and visited. And Matt walked over, put in my hands, and he said, here, it means a lot what you said. So I have literally known Matt Evans Jr. <laughs> since he was pooping green. So <laughs> it was it was neat to, to hear and, and uh, talk to him a little bit. I got to dust off the GoPros. The GoPros are coming out for really? uh, Lee and Marty. Are going to take a couple of them down. I got to get them to Matt so he can get them down to. They're not all broke. We haven't broke all your GoPros yet. I told you the story. I was cleaning underneath the desk where all the all the empty DVD cases and all the the archival uh, master discs and stuff were, and I found a bag with two more GoPros in it. I forgot I had. Really? Yeah, they were they're brand new GoPro twos just sitting in there. Wow! I forgot they were there. I don't even remember. I don't remember buying them or anything. Did you? Did you? Did you get a 360 before you got out of that? Did you have a 360? No. No, I couldn't uh, remember. Sam Bando did. Yeah, Sam had one. Yeah, because I remember. Didn't he? He brought it somewhere and wanted you to like. He was trying to capture it at one of the parties. No. No, it was Winter Slam. I wanted to say Winter Slam, but because I remember, I you felt like with it was it hot. I felt like it was hot. We were messing with it though. But Decker was there. Decker, I, I'm pretty sure it was Winter Slam. It was the year that Decker had the white and black car. Okay. Yeah, just, remember, remember Decker's car caught on fire, and he just started ripping the the, the yeah. wires out of the dash. Yeah. That was funny. Um, that was a good time. But yeah, I, I, that's cool. I didn't know. I, I think oh, I thought all your GoPros had been destroyed by now. There's a couple of them that are. There's a couple of them that I wanted to send back to GoPro and say, "Here, fix this." <laughs> yeah. Remember the one? You. Remember when they did the uh, motorhome derby, and you put one on Richie Predmore's? We ended up leaving them out there. Yeah, we, I'm like, can we please? Yeah, we can leave them out there. Yeah, that it wasn't was bad. Off. No. <laughs> it wasn't, there was no way that was coming off. No. Uh, so, um, on the topic of all sorts of demolition derby fun happening, uh, a couple of the people that we never got the chance to put in cars on that I can remember was, was Devin Germain and all those mad dogs that he won in our trips out there to mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bash for Cash. And, and now he's been coming to the States quite frequently. Uh, his his job title and Christie job title have changed dramatically here in the last uh, 48 hours or so as as they put on a couple derbies and are now owners of Impact Motorsports. So guys, congratulations on congratulations on that. And uh, friend to friend, what were you thinking? <laughs> I don't really know what we were thinking at all. No. <laughs> So, so talk me through that. I mean, this is this is huge news for for you guys. This is huge news for uh, for Bruce over at Impact. This is big news for all of Ontario right now. Yeah. So it pretty much started out with we promoted that first show, and when we when we started getting the second show ready, when we were doing the heat draws, we went over to Reg's house, and on our way home, we got a call from. Yvette and Greg Johnson and they pretty much just dropped a bomb on us right away. They didn't sugarcoat anything. It's like, boom. We are looking to retire and we want to know if you guys are interested and you're not going to pass that up. Not at all. We're, we have a lot of respect for Greg and Yvette and we have a lot of respect for the way they run a show and uh, it was nice to be able to have that opportunity to sit down with them and talk and and be able to kind of work out a deal and next thing you know it's wow 
we're uh, signing papers and shaking hands, shaking and hands, and having a whiskey. And <laughs> that's how business is done. As kids in Canada, you always you always include the whiskey. I mean, let's you know, let's be honest. Which is, well, it's part of the deal. Absolutely. <laughs> Chris, I didn't think Christy drank whiskey. I thought it was like Mike's Harden Bud Light Apple. No, she, she's always just my designated driver, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I don't drink at all, so. She'll have a Pepsi. <laughs> all right, fair enough. So it, is this, without, without, I don't know how much of the terms of the deal that you can disclose, but does this mean that you guys are full ownership, or is this going to be a progressive, a progressive transition where it might take two years or three years before you guys are on your own? How's this, how's this going to look? No, this is called jumping in with both feet. Oh, uh, officially, as of October 31st, Greg and Yvette have transferred the ownership over to us. And, uh, yeah, we take over. Greg and uh, has agreed to kind of stay on and help us out to just get us through the first, at least, season. Q&A and introduce us, some, introduce us to some of the contacts of the fair boards and stuff like that. Yeah, but they're uh, like they're there to they they're, they want to retire. They want to enjoy their their you know they want to enjoy their summers. They want to enjoy their fall, and uh, so they're going to be there whenever we need a question that sort of stuff for the first first few months. But uh, after that, we're pretty much on our own. So it's a big learning curve. It's a lot of stuff. But we have an amazing team behind us, and uh, we have great support from our family and, and our friends and stuff like that. So um, we're really looking forward to it, and we can't wait to take on this new kind of challenge. So Let's go backward before we go forward real quick. You said that uh, they, they were looking to get out. They were looking to retire. Um, were you guys – it sounds a little bit – at least to an extent that they were waiting for the right people to come along. Uh, how long were they waiting to get out? And was your first show here um, uh, back at uh, Humberstone an audition, so to say, that helped them make their decision? Hmm. I don't know. That's a great question. Um, I I know that, uh, you know, running their shows for how long have we ever run their shows for? I've been running for, yeah, seven, eight years, at least running for Impact. Right. Um, running their shows, and then and then when they had uh, shut down for the year, and then we were all so excited when they came back, mm-hmm. excited to go and run more Impact shows. So we had no indication whatsoever that wow. they were looking at, uh, you know, retiring and spending some time, except, you know, following little Snapchats here and there and watching them enjoy themselves. And we're all sitting here stressed out doing the, the show in, at Humberstone and getting it all ready with all these COVID uh, restrictions, and I'm watching them out enjoying themselves, and I'm thinking, wow, I wish I was back from it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they had shows scheduled for 2020, so I, right. I had no idea they were looking to retire, really. Yeah, not like it, it completely blindsided Devin and I. When we were driving home um, from Reg's after the heat draws and we got the call, and we're sitting there. I actually had to pull over, and I just looked at Devin for a good five minutes, and we just couldn't even speak to each other we were just like in in awe that uh they would even consider having that conversation with us so it's very flattering extremely flattering uh, we're very grateful that uh they struck that conversation up with us and um we're we feel that we exemplify or that we follow that same sort of principle that greg does with regards to ensuring that rules are rules and tech is tech and it's treated they want to show for the drivers we want to make the drivers happy yeah. sure so I mean, you guys have done that already just in the, the, the little bit that you've uh, been able to launch here in 2020 under the, the limits between 
Humberstone and then over at uh at Merrittville. Merrittville was Merrittville was this weekend, right? Yeah, it was. Last it was. Yeah. We went from never promoting a show ever to running Humberstone with 137 cars in one day to jumping into Merrittville with uh, Reg as our as our you know. Um, what do you call it? Assistant. Well, I wouldn't call it assistant. Yeah, assistant promoter, I guess. Co-promoter. <laughs> co-promoter and uh, having 205 cars the first day and almost almost 60, 100 on the other day. Yeah, the second day and wow. having three shows essentially because we had one show Saturday and then we had two separate shows on Sunday yeah, and one in the afternoon, one in the evening. It was it, it was exhausting. I, I got thrown into flagging and racing in there too. That the track had. Uh, set up in one in the morning show and one in the evening show. I've never flagged a race before either. That was pretty cool. <laughs> well, the Durrells, there's not much to do. You wave the green flag and stand back and watch. I mean, that's that's all you really do, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a huge crowd, red flag. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was interesting to go from, like, you know, we basically, in our two shows, had just over 400 cars in two shows, and I, I just i am in awe that our drivers um, – are so happy to join and support us and our sponsors i can't even begin to tell you guys like chris you're one of our sponsors rj won the the roof sign from you and the heat and um like it's it's just phenomenal the amount of support that Devin and i have had like we've run as derby drivers and and i try to do as much as i can at a lot of the shows by being there and taking pictures and doing a lot of media stuff and a lot of admitting stuff and all that but when you're actually there and you're meeting people and then we strike up something and all of a sudden the support we had was just phenomenal and, and we're just so grateful and, and happy that, that they were able to do that so we had people coming up to us last night in the middle of the show handing cash that I want to add to the feature payouts like <laughs> just dropping it right in the middle of the day like it, it just didn't stop that's awesome. <laughs> that doesn't just happen everywhere. No. I mean, that's that's really oh, like, that's I mean, awesome. We for sure have the best sponsors there are. Like it's amazing. The, oh yeah, with the endless support. Like we had, we had for example a, a sponsor, Brian General uh, and Gail Hill from Gail's After or Auto Aftermarket. You know, they show up with an intention to hand out. $500 for a mad dog and Gail, or Brian shows up and says, you know, Gail and I talked and we're handing out two grand today. Like, how can you even wow. fathom yeah. that type of support for people <laughs> as they show up to the show, right? Like, That's hey, I'm impressive. showing up intending to hand out 500 bucks, but I brought two grand today and if I'm impressed, I'm handing out two grand to your drivers. Like, that's phenomenal. So yeah. we let him be on the side of the ring with us when he feels there's a mad dog that's earned? He talks to one of the flag guys, we red flag it. It's his decision, it's his money. Just like Bash, right? Yeah. You pull them out, they go straight to the feature, and it's completely on the general. So He's a tough guy to impress, too, so you got to be on it. That's awesome. Man, I cannot remember who did that before. Brett, I know Brett. Brett did it at the first Coos, yeah, I know for yeah, sure. Yeah. You, you're, Brett did do it the first yeah. Coos because he walked up to Devin and handed <laughs> Devin cash. He did. You guys were running. You guys were running ahead of me. That that was a conversation that that was had during the planning of Kings of Old School. That it happened someplace else, and it left such an impact. On, oh, no pun intended. Sorry, it left such a <laughs> mark on Brett that uh, that he wanted to make sure that happened at Kings of Old yeah, School because remember. it showed the it showed how much he appreciated it. And when you think about what was just said 
We went from five hundred dollars to two thousand. That's a fifteen hundred dollar jump. Switch. Just because I want Mark to know that I can do math. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is more than some county fairs per hey, yeah. as a whole. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the last time I remember a big jump like that was when they put an extra it was like an extra five thousand dollars yeah. over at uh Cass in the Valley. Yep, it's just the was, compact yeah. Yes. That's what I was thinking. They shelled out all that money because they had such a turn, such a turnout. So I mean that's just that's yeah, just crazy. Amazing. There's there's a lot of, to unpack in in what you're uh, what you're going over there. Um I guess the first thing is with the driver support that you had this weekend, what what is the wishes of of the transition, trying to stay true to what impact was and the rules that they had versus what you guys have been able to do in your two shows by letting drivers have a little bit more and, and trying to keep that expectation versus what some of these other um, carryover contracts are going to be expecting in terms of the rule book for the drivers at their, at their fair events. What's going to happen there? Well, obviously um, each fair is individual and each fair is different. So we have to make sure that we maintain that level of what they expect. Impact was all about putting on a show, putting on a show and a production. It was a production for the drivers and for the spectators. So we want to bring that and we want to still maintain that. Obviously it's a legacy that both Greg and Yvette have, um, and even Johnny and all of their tech staff have, have brought to the table and we have big shoes to fill. Oh yeah. Um, sure. So when we go out to these fairs, and as we're now meeting them, and and hopefully continuing that contract with them, um, we're going to obviously have that level of they're going to have that level of expectation to have a certain flair and a certain thing. But we're also going to bring our style to it as well. We're going to ensure that we have you know different things and add add something, add something new to the to the table for them, right? But potentially different classes. Like, the, we have the junk run. Like, that's not a class that happens up here right now. Mm-hmm. You know, when some of these newer fairs see that, they might be really impressed with that. Yeah, They may have had minivan heats for the last five, five, eight years or so, but they've never seen us throw SUVs in there. So they might be super shocked with that. The fans are going to love that. The fair board should love that. Absolutely. And, and even things like we also opened up, we wanted to bring a lot of stuff that we love about running in the States. We wanted to open up the compacts to a higher wheelbase and allow Luminas to run in the compact class, which they don't do up here. Yeah, that doesn't happen up here at all. And we wanted to allow any year car to compete. So we brought Everything up the here. Imperials back, and you saw Rick Clark brought an Imperial to the show this weekend, and everyone just stood there and went, like didn't know what to do. They were like, "Oh my God, there's an Imperial!" As soon as they see it pull in the in the pits, like everybody's going nuts, like super pumped, right? And that's what we're trying to bring. We had a, right. a lot of metric GMs, a lot of old iron. There's a lot. Of, there's a few O3 newers. Like yep. it was an awesome variety, and that's what we're trying to make a rule book for. So it's not a Crown Vic show every time for full size. Sure. We open yeah. up the wheelbase because. I don't want to see just a heat of Camrys nonstop all day long. Like I want to see a mix. Yep. Like we had, we had quite a few W bodies. We had four. We had four Tauruses. Like we had a nice variety this time, which I really liked. That's, that's you what know, we're that, trying to do is bring that variety up. And that's as a fan, that's something that I enjoy. Like when they opened uh, when they opened the rules up a little bit at uh, Blizzard Bash, and you started seeing the old iron running against the the Fords. I love that because who doesn't like seeing a Ford junked by a Cadillac? I mean, let's be honest; it's pretty cool right? to see. Absolutely, you know. And I, I, us GM us GM lovers love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I've heard nothing but good things. I mean, it's it's really great for you guys. Hopefully, uh, we can get this damn border opened up, and you can get some of us uh, some of us uh, New Yorkers to come up and, and run for you guys. That would be uh, that'd be fun. I mean, I, I would definitely. I mean, I travel three hours to get to, to almost three hours to get to Gully Show. I, you know, I could do two and a half or three to get into Canada to run. So. You have an, an enhanced rate. Uh, we would yeah. love to have you guys yeah. up here for that. That would like you would you would love running our V8 heat. It's uh, you know, we had fifty we had fifty V8 cars on the weekend, and that's almost unheard of around here now. That's awesome. Yeah, like our V8 turnouts are. You're lucky to get like a fifteen car heat throughout the whole day. Like it's usually a compact show, right? Yep. So to have fifty V8 cars, like, and we had guys from hours and hours away and it was a it, they were awesome action like track shots everywhere it was great yeah we had people from quebec seven hours they drove seven hours to run the show and wow. and that just to us tells us that's phenomenal like we couldn't we couldn't thank them enough for attending seven hours to run uh our show on saturday was just like we weren't expecting that so that's nope. for a one and done and heat as well yeah i was gonna ask did you did you run all the cars at once all the v8s at once no, we had two 25-car heats. Gotcha. We had 50 entries, and we did the heat draws for them. So it, I like doing the online heat draws, kind of yep. like Gully does. Yep. Mm-hmm. It gives everybody a little chance before the show to make your, make your alliances or give each other some, like, bust each other's chops, all that. You know, yep. how, how fun it is, right? Yep. Um, and then so we actually did them as one and done. We didn't do, uh, like, taking top whatever and put them in a feature. We just actually held them as standalone heat. Separate features. And it was nonstop action, which I like, too. You know, that's that was um, this year um, at, at Mini Meltdown. That's every heat was its individual yeah. feature. They paid and paid really well for each heat in the compacts. And yeah. then, yeah. you know, the, the other cars were, were one is done as well. And I it's probably hard to believe, but I think the guys drove even harder because they didn't have to save anything for the feature. Right. You don't have to, exactly. it's so much easier Watching to travel. Watching videos, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. You don't was, bring, you don't have to bring extra tires and all the other garbage and everything to fix the car in the pits. Yeah. I've, I've definitely gotten past the stage one to fix cars between heats and features. I'm good to run once, load on the trailer and go over. But yeah, that's, that's, that's great to hear. I'm definitely looking forward to, to catching some action up there. Have you got the results from this well, weekend right there, Handy? Uh, yeah, so uh, Blair Micklejohn uh, won the compact, $5,000 to win. So that's what in American, like 3700 Yep, something like yeah, that. Give or take. Around there. So he won the 5000 Uh So Camry, he was driving a Camry. Second place was Camry. Third place was a W-Body. So that was, uh, it was nice to see the W-Body in there. When we opened the wheelbase up for compacts, everyone complained, saying that there's no way that they're going to beat a W-Body. They're not competing, blah, 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 all this stuff. So it was really nice to see that Camry will beat a W-Body, yeah. which is what we told everyone all Some along. of the compact drivers were a little upset about the increase in wheelbase. Mm. But on the bright side, it made the full-size drivers super pumped that they didn't have to run against the Luminas, right? Yeah. And it helps the rear-wheel drive car count. Sure, sure. Yeah. So for compacts, it was Blair Micklejohn. For um, Junk Run, believe it or not, her name is Marissa. She It was the very first time she'd ever even been in a derby. Um, she didn't even realize she had won at the time when Devin no, walked I, over. I threw the checker flag, and she's holding on to the steering wheel with both hands, looking at me in shock. She's like, well, what, what do we stop for? <laughs> I'm like, you just won. Good job. That's awesome. So that's that's exciting and I looked at her and said are you crazy the first debut ever went in is a van like wow congrats um, and then for our V8 heats we had uh, Tom Robbins he won the first heat and Rick Clark won the second heat in his Imperial and then for trucks it was uh, Mitch Johnson in first and Rick Clark in second 
and what was the last? Oh, couples. 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 We had Katie Smith, Katie and, Smith and Brad Delue. They won the first. Uh, the couples. That was Katie's first win as well. Yeah. Yes. Jeepers. And everyone loved the couples class. Everyone loved it. The best is when you throw the checker flag and you see like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or whatever it is. They're jumping up and down, just holding each other, hugging each other. Like it's one of those memories you're forced to like share together, and you're gonna hold it forever. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, there's the fight over the prize money afterwards. But, hey, that's out of your hands. I mean, once you write the check, it's, it's no, up to them. Because I, I wrote the check out, and I wrote it to Katie. So there you go. She drove. She gets it. <laughs> she wheeled it. Brad was the passenger. <sighs> awesome. Should have known. <laughs> you should have known, right? I remember when I won couples class at Fall Brawl with Impact. I can remember, I just still to this day, I bug Devin and tell him that I have the biggest trophy in the house. So, <laughs> I have like an eighth of an inch, but I'm still going to give it to her. <laughs> so my trophy was the biggest in the house, and it yes. still is. So far. And it's the only trophy I've won. So. Is yeah. Fall Brawl the derby that ran two rings at the same time? Yep. Yeah, that was cool. That was, yeah. Uh, we've talked about it in the show before. With Basically, you got two pits because there's so many cars you got to get through the day before base. Mm-hmm. More or less before it starts to freeze again. Yeah. And you got both those rings going at the same time. It is it is very cool. So, Devin, what, uh, what's this going to do with you? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. What, uh, what's this going to do with your building and driving for next season? It's uh, definitely slowing down on the local shows, that's for sure. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely still coming down to Mini Meltdown. Still going to be down to Bash for Cash. I'll still be running Dunkirk, New York. Nice. And a bunch of my local shows is... We'll be building all year and doing the best we can to fit them all in. Cool. I, I can't stop driving. I love it too much. That's cool. This weekend also had did some... You did you see the size of the ring this weekend? It was a pretty good-sized pit. Yeah. Oh, it was huge. Healthy. It was 200 feet by 85 feet. That's good. <laughs> that was hard, tacky. Nobody was digging a hole. That's awesome. Yeah. The... Uh, you also had uh, some tribute cars there this weekend. Uh, thinking of uh, Dale and Logan Savory up there. Yes, we did. Um, we did have a lot of support this weekend for Savory family. Uh, unfortunately, they lost their son Logan, who's two years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away about two weeks ago. So the Derby community, as always, how they are amazing stepped in and actually did a lot of fundraising and support for them. We did have a moment of silence and the compact feature was in memory of Logan um, and Dale and his family um, donated a you know, sportsmanship. The youngest driver in the heats that was the most sportsmanship got a an award in memory of Logan. So that was Colby Perster who has just graduated from going from youth class to adult class or regular class and uh, Colby took that award home so uh, as well as his first Mad Dog award in his qualifying as well that a boy that's a good day <laughs> oh he was having an awesome day good for him so yeah so we we as a as the Derby community are very proud of the fact that they stepped in and helped out uh, the, the Savory family it was it was wonderful so it was great to see it was a little choked up we had uh, oh, you know a few moments tried to talk through it but you know everyone was good they all revved their engines up for logan so i'm sure he was looking down and and was thrilled uh to hear all the cars revving for him and there was i think like eight cars in the feature with team logan door wraps yeah and what i really enjoyed is they didn't team up to everybody everybody was fair game and it was a great show and that's what friends do right absolutely for each other and then we 
beat each other up in the ring a little bit. <laughs> That's how you did do you it. get a Did you get a good look at those raps by chance? I did. Uh, Corey Beale did those. Black Flag did them, and they found did. the bunny, like the little stuffed bunny that that, mm-hmm. that yep. Logan had, and it was incorporated into the raps. It was really cool. It was nice. Yep. It was nice. adorable. They had the bunny on there, and uh, they had in the the uh, award that we gave out to Colby that Colby won. There was a, a wonderful picture of Logan on there as well, and and it uh, it was nice to see. It was a good tribute. Very happy. They also had a banner made up that he hung on the side of his car while it was in the heat lineups for the whole day too. That was very nice. Nice, sweet. Um, one of the first derbies that you told me about, Christy, when we met uh, a thousand years ago was. I think it was Arm Pryor and Bobby Cousineau used to won, win quite a bit up there. Does that sound right? That would have probably been Lindsay area. Okay. If it were, we're talking about Cousineau. Cousineau, oh, my God. If we're going to Cousineau, he put on a show this weekend. It was insane. <laughs> but we'll, I'll digress and let you ask. Well, that's, that's, that was one of the two places I was heading. I was going to sort of set the table so you could talk about the run that he had this weekend, and then I was going to transition over to, are, is Impact going to be up in, in his neck of the woods next year? So Cousineau laid down, oh. Oh, he was, he was on the throttle, like, nonstop. Like, I haven't heard a small block bounce off the revolver so much in my life. It was amazing. His entire engine, yeah, it, it was nosed sky high and I what happened to his car at the end there I'm, I'm not sure but so, it but, was awesome <laughs> so he took home the mad dog and the win at the derby the dog pound in August he won the V8 heat and then he also took home the overall mad dog of the day at the the derby the dog pound back. he brought the exact same car that he ran there with modifications and uh, turned around and ran and I think he finished fifth fourth in the heat somewhere give, around give there take, yeah. around fourth he was battling it down at the end or fifth maybe and uh he won the mad dog again yeah you got the heat and the mad, the mad dog in the heat and there was also a, another donation made up for the overall v8 mad dog which he also won that as well yeah so he's on a tear right now and to answer your question we are hoping yeah. to continue the tradition of having impact in Derby Town and Lindsay. So um, provided that Lindsay Fairgrounds and some of the other fairs in that area are going to welcome us, then we will definitely be there and uh, bringing impact to that area as well. So, What's the status of stuff over at the Iron Pryor area? Iron Pryor's way up near Ottawa. They're Very far away from us. Are, yeah, right. that's, that's really far away from us. Um, Arm Prayer is in the Ottawa area. Ottawa is one of the hot spots, so basically everything in that area right now is kind of going back to phase, like, one or two. Yeah, they shut so the lockdown again. They're all shut down, same with Toronto. But, yeah, yeah it's – it's Arm Prayer, I don't think, is something that we would ever end up out in that area because it's, it's a good almost That's, seven hours yeah, from us. far. No, I'm not saying that – I wasn't suggesting that Impact would, would have the derby up there. Just the, with the, the way the conversation went, I was just asking how things were going up there for those guys. No, that was a pretty popular part of um, popular part of the country for you guys that, that was very busy with Demolition Derby. Sort of the, the way that we've got these different pockets with Dunkirk and Delaware yeah. County and stuff. Arn Pryor is one of those – we don't talk about it nearly as much as we probably should. It's a, it's a, I don't think we've ever run – we've never run anything no, at Arn Pryor because – it's we, a, we have a lot a of friends that run up there. Yeah. yeah, we have a lot of friends that will run in that area, but we've never run up there. We always run more local. Like in Ontario, it's weird because you have to remember the size from the top of Ontario to the bottom of Ontario is the same width from New York to Florida. 
So it That's takes crazy. us 22 hours to go from one end of Ontario to the other. So <laughs> it's a big province. Right. Um, there's a lot of pockets. So in the southern area where we are, we have we can go to derbies. There's derbies every weekend, all right? Sure. So we have a lot of options when it comes to, to derby in the area. But, yeah, we're Ontario's a huge, huge province. But so, I can also ask Christy about what's going on in Calgary, and she'll have a little bit of an answer, too. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have to talk to Hector about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have Hector. Um, I'll have him on and, and give a thing. But, but we did also, I don't know if you heard Jeffy's announcement, so we've oh, yeah. got to you know, add a little bit more on our plate because Jeffy has grown so much and gotten so big, uh, which is phenomenal. Um, he is actually growing to the point where he can't keep up with everything in Canada, so he has now put all of that kind of responsibility on Devin and I. So now we've taken over Fab Farm Canada to to help and, and distribute everything in Canada. Try to take some weight off of Jeffy's shoulders. So that sure. he can devote more time in the shop, because there's just one fabricator, and he really needs to be in the shop. So Devin and I have, on top of... Until they perfect clones, it's Jeffy's on his own. Yeah, yeah. So, in, so on top of taking over the promoting part of, you know, Impact Motorsports, we're now looking at helping and taking over all of Canada for Jeffy. So, yeah, Calgary... We can let you know what's going on out there, I'm sure, sooner or later. As well as we also have full-time jobs, we have to balance on that, too. Yeah. yeah. We're good. That's the, I mean, you know, there, there's 24 hours in a day. Sleep is really overrated. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even worry about it, so you're, you'll be good. Um, I about four and a half hours of sleep over the whole weekend, so that's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. That sounds like Chris Marquardt on one of our road trips because he is a beast when it comes to working on those shows. But now I don't want to, you know, I don't want to... Uh, let anything out of the bag or anything like that early, but would you say there's a good chance that Impact Motorsports has derbies or a derby at least at Hummerstone and or Merrittville next year? I'm going to say that's a pretty good indication that that'll happen, yes. Sweet. Good deal. Very cool. Yeah, we've actually we've actually had a conversation with one of our local tracks about kind of trying to do what John or what uh, Frankie Guy did. We really look up to Frankie, and we think he is pretty phenomenal. So his uh, you know roaring knob kind of situation where it was the same derby at the same location at the same time kind of thing. We've actually chatted with one of our tracks about doing doing that. So hopefully we'll be able to start doing something like that at Humberstone. And uh, keep working. in mind, it's also only like 15 minutes over the border. Yeah. Humberstone Speedway. Oh, I know. I've I've been to both. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to both. We've we've, we've raced at uh, Merrittville, and the one time I went to Hubberstone, strangely enough, there was supposed to be a demolition derby, but it got rained out. The whole race got rained out, so we ended up seeing a race there. But yeah, it's fun. It? It's so funny because they're they're such a different breed when they look at the weather. And yeah, we had the track owner come up on Saturday because it was supposed to rain, and uh, it started sprinkling. He's like, so what, what do we do in this situation? Like, do we go go inside to the bar, or do we like? red flag i'm like no, no we just keep going um this, this like, it's raining it's not that big of a deal this might be a, i'm sorry go ahead, Chris. was that gas port when you were there or was it umberstone umberstone yeah it was yeah it was in one of the between first run. time or the second time or yeah it was time. a gas. it was a it was a it was a name change this might be a stretch but i know a guy that works at Merrittville for the dirt track races, and I don't know if he was there or not for the derby um his name's huey trip you wouldn't happen to know that guy would you no, I didn't meet anyone, Huey. But okay. we, there was a, 
the track wait, had a whole bunch of wait. staff there. I didn't talk to much of any of them, really. Does okay. he do a lot of the, uh, like, track maintenance? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure for... I'm not exactly sure what it does. Him and his son, I think, both work there. But um, in the 60s, he used to come down here and race, and he's... He's still great friends with my parents, and when my parents go up there, he uh, he takes care of them. So I just didn't know if. Oh, cool. Yeah, so very cool. Yeah. Hopefully, I would love to get up to Canada and run a derby. So hopefully, next year all this garbage is over and we can get back up there. Sure enough. Well, you guys so. are welcome anytime. You know that. We'd yeah, love to have all you guys up here. Of course, we'll we'll leave a day early so we can get across the border when we after we explain to them we're taking a car to Canada, smashing, coming back tomorrow. <laughs> they may look at us a little funny, but we'll see. <laughs> Hey, we have to deal with it. Yeah, yeah we do it all the time, so. That's true. Well, eventually I got to come to Canada and pick up a car from uh, yeah, from, from, from uh, Bad Ronnie. Ronnie so <laughs> sooner or later I'm going to get that done. It's funny. Today my son goes, Dad, he goes, when this corona garbage is over, he goes, we got to get a trailer and go to Canada and get that suicide. And I'm like, yes, Zach, I know. We got to go get that suicide. So. Well, Ron actually came and helped us tech on uh, Saturday because it's been so long since he's been around a derby because it's, well, he, since August, I guess. But We all know us, Ron. He lives derby yeah. just like we do. He no. called us and he's like, um, I'm going a little crazy. Uh, can I come up and do you guys need help teching? And we're like, how are you going to turn away Ron McClung, right? Yep. So. Yep. Well, that's cool. How are you going to turn away help from, <laughs> yeah. a, touch, like, from yeah. a veteran like that? Yeah. No kidding. So that's- he came up and Reg... Reg pioneered uh, the V8 line, so he was in charge of um, teching V8s and trucks, and he had a phenomenal team with him. He had Jason Dixon, who was uh, the promoter for Dresden. Uh, He had Ron Hillman. Hillman. He had um, Ron Ron Who else do you have over there? He had Jason Lockwood, who was a former. He used to formerly work with Impact uh, quite a few years ago. Um, Who else was on the the V8 line? Oh, we had... Ricky on there doing the yeah. cut list. And then we had myself, Josh Lambert, Martin Coline, and Daniel LeBlanc on the compact line. And we had, so Martin, he's a, W-body he's a huge W body guy. Daniel's huge into the Camrys, so am I. And Josh Lambert's huge into the Hondas. So we were pretty much covered. Nice. Is that, uh, is that a specialty, right? Yeah, and Ron McClung's built everything there is to build, <laughs> as well as Reg Bonneau. Yeah. Ron Hillman, he's built a lot of the older 70s cars. And he, it was nice for him to have that experience with the Imperials, too. He knew a lot about the Imperials. Absolutely, so when yeah. Rich pulled in, it's, you can't kind of pass that over. You, we had that that expertise there, and Jason uh, Dixon as well. Like He's just phenomenal when it comes to... O three and newer stuff and and knowing how to you know all the stuff that goes along with that that I have they, no clue. They about. built a bunch of the seventies Fords, so they 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 built a wide variety of cars as well, which we need when you have a tech line for V eight. You don't know what's showing up, right? And they're yeah. all current builders, which is important. Yes, I'm not going to lie. If I'm at a derby and Rick Clark, Rick Clark pulls in with an Imperial, I'm probably going to say the words "oh shit" and then plan on trying to run for second. <laughs> not not going to lie, that's probably how it's going to go. Well, I'm just I, a little bit. I was a little bit surprised that everyone allowed him to walk on through. Like no one, no one hit him really. Like there's a few people on him, but then a lot of people are like, ah, "I don't really want to mess with an Imperial." Yeah, <laughs> I understand that. So they, they, I shouldn't say he walked to win. That's oh, he, not how he, I. He, he earned it 100. percent He had some he big drivers in that heat. He, yeah, that heat was stacked with some pretty big names. Some um, of the best in Ontario by far. You know, you had the Switzers. Both the Switzers were in there, and you have, um, it was you know, Mike Davidson, Cole Jameson, like Clint. Hill, like he has stacked heat. 
Yeah, B.J. Haining going for a Mad Dog yeah, in there. Sean Woodham was in that heat. Like, he had a very, very tough heat. He got tubby. Yeah. He just wanted to junk stuff. Yeah. It was not um, an easy heat for him to win. Because I don't know exactly where everybody is. Are, are the Ingrams close to you guys up there, or are they farther away? Uh, Dustin Ingram and Jordan Ingram, they're about three and a half hours away. Wow. They're not far. Gotcha. It's it's like when we talk to the folks in Montana and the Dakotas. Yeah. Three and a half hours, it's not far. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's a short drive. It's a short drive through Toronto. Gotcha. <laughs> on the other side of Toronto, it's all cruising down the back roads, right? Absolutely. <laughs> we gauge everything on we gauge everything on how far it takes for you to get to Toronto because you never know how long you're going to drive through Toronto. Yes. Through Toronto can be a 15 minute drive or it can be a four hour drive. Oh, so nice. you kind of gauge everything on from Toronto North or Toronto South. Or yeah. East or West, I should say. East yeah. or West. I've, I've cruised. We, we went on our honeymoon to Toronto. So I think I saw this, said this before, South Phantom the Opera, yada, yada, yada. And we were out, like, walking around, and we went to a restaurant. We were talking with a lady, and she's like, oh, where are you guys from? And we told her, and she's like, um, you're walking around Toronto at night by yourselves. And we're like, yeah, why? And she's like, it's not a good thing to do. And I'm like, oh, come on, it can't be that bad. And she's like, okay, it can't be. But, yeah, I've, I've had It's really not that bad. It's yeah, just super busy all the time. Yeah, I've, I've had yeah, some, I, we had a lot of fun in Toronto. In Canada. Went to uh, Sky Dome for a concert. That was a good time, or whatever they call Sky Dome now. It was Sky yeah. Dome in the nineties. We still call it Sky Dome. We all right, call it Rogers Center or whatever the hell it is now. It's Sky Dome. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good show. Awesome. So, but yeah, but we're also that we can't thank you guys enough for the support. We can't thank all of our friends that are in the U.S. Like we have promoters in the U.S. that are calling us and giving us advice and helping us. Like you know Frankie and we have obviously Jeffy is always talking to us. He's not a promoter, <laughs> but he's always giving us advice. Best wishes. And best, and all that. Yeah, he's yeah. he's just so excited for us as well. And Impact and Jeffy's Fat Farm have always had an amazing relationship from the dawn of time. So we're now continuing that relationship even better because. You know, it couldn't be a better pairing right now. It couldn't be a better us. pairing for us. And then we have, like, you know, TJ McCullough that's always giving us insight and having chats with us and stuff like that. So it's. And he's new getting into the promoting game, too. So, as are we. We're in the So, we've been bouncing together. each other's ideas off each other for months now, like, mm-hmm. trying to keep keep each other in the loop. And what works for us is we're giving tips for them and, you know, kind of how it works. And I got to get tips from Chris Markgaard on how to do the. Uh, commentating all day and not lose your voice because my gosh my voice is killing me today diaphragm not shoulders <laughs> there you go <laughs> there we go you heard it first here you gotta learn you gotta learn how to breathe that's everything that's that i think i agree with you on that because i felt very out of breath at times i think adrenaline got to you yeah <laughs> it's it's definitely something you gotta get used to i mean i can remember the first time chris invite i mean we, we'd done this a bunch Chris is like, come to come to Blackrock and help me announce. And I'm like, uh-uh. And he's like, it's the same thing. I'm like, uh-uh. And then I ended up doing it because you can't say no to Chris Marquardt. And it's it's yeah. definitely something you got to get used to. I mean, it's, you know, and then we've obviously done it a couple times since then. But it's it's definitely it's definitely something you got to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because I know all the Derby guys. Like, the Derby guys, and I know stuff about them. And it's nice because I, I love about Chris announcing is because he knows the stories he knows the people it's very personal and the derby side of things on saturday was great because i know the majority of the drivers there i know who they are um but the figure eight side of things i'm not a big figure eight person so i didn't really know a lot of the the figure eight guys but i'll tell you this 
by the end of the night, I knew every single number and who they were, and right. we were cheering them on, and they put on such a show. It was amazing. <laughs> it so, was fast-paced racing, like super fast. I'm now a fan of their, of uh, Figure Eight. It was it was wonderful. That's awesome. awesome. Well, I'm glad everything is going so well. I look forward to, to learning more um, as your season develops for next year. I trust that the website and stuff will be turned over, but it's not going to go anywhere. You're going to continue to leverage stuff on the, the Mad Dog Motorsports page in addition to the Impact Facebook pages. Yeah, just add one more thing to the list, of course. Yeah. Of course. So, no, it'll be uh, Impact. We'll have all of our information. We're going to transfer all the promoting stuff over to the Impact side of things. Nice. Mad Dog will essentially be everything to do with when Devin's our driving, yeah. Our driving. So that'll be when we show up at Bash, he'll be under the Mad Dog Motorsports guys, he'll be under that sort of thing. And then when we're actually promoting, it'll all be under Impact. So it'll be, yeah, we'll have the two separate sites and all of the rules and the schedules and stuff like that will be slowly moved over to the Impact side of things. So Awesome. Well, again, guys, congratulations. We're very excited. Uh, it was great news to learn that over the weekend, and I'm glad that the event at Merrittville went so well. Uh, thank you so thank much, you, and thank you, Chris, thank you, for always being an amazing supporter of everything that we do up here. And thank you for, uh, you know, RJ's ecstatic. He can't wait to get in touch with you and, and do his roof sign and stuff like that. And Brody Hoek had his roof sign there. He didn't get to run this weekend. Uh, his car conked out or something like that, but his roof sign was displayed. He was very <laughs> happy with it. So thank you so much. And, Brian, you're awesome as well. I can't wait to have you come up and run. Thanks. I appreciate it. RJ is very excited about his roof sign. He was he was messaging me about it most of the day Sunday, and I finally had to break the news to him. I'm not doing artwork on Sunday. <laughs> I'll, I'll well, get with you. weekend up here. So we should have all been chilling and relaxing because we're having Thanksgiving, and we haven't even had our turkey yet. So we're going to Hooters for Wings for... There was actually That's awesome. two figure-eight drivers that showed up. It's a family, father and son, and they had a full spread in the pit. Awesome. So turkey dinner. They went, yeah. raced their heat, they came back, and they're having turkey dinner in the pits. They Fantastic. skipped the consolation round for the first show. They said, nope, we're having turkey dinner. So they had that in the pits, and then they were ready to go for the <laughs> evening show, all full belly, ready to go. Can't beat that. Awesome. Well, well, uh, super nice guys, too. They offered us all dinner. It was great. Yeah. Well, we won't keep you any longer. Uh, go enjoy Hooters. Uh, I guess I guess chicken wings are just as good as turkey dinner. <laughs> It's still poultry, right? It is. It's got to come like for that. something. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, happy Thanksgiving, guys, and uh, and we'll talk soon, okay? Awesome. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Talk to you later. Thank you. you Thanks one. for coming on. Was Bye, Devin, guys. Devin and Christy Germain. I forgot about that. It's Thanksgiving weekend up there. It was a big thing at Super Dirt Week every year. When Super Dirt Week wrapped up, it was all the Canadians were doing their Thanksgiving deal. Yeah, they were going home Monday because we all had to go back to work Monday, and they all went home to a, a, a extended weekend. Right, right. Um, so a couple things that we got to rip through quick. Uh, we missed the um, we missed the results on Mandan's Derby at the beginning of the month. Seventy five cars signed in. Up there, Jeff Christman, Big Daddy, he won the chain class over Andrew Sherrado. Uh, Brooke Davis was third limited cars. Uh, Brett Stringer won over Brady Larson and Carson Dixon. Tanner Workoven was fourth. Troy Franklin was fifth. Sean Lundstedt got the uh, Mad Dog Award there. Wild cars, Tanner Workoven won that over Brady Larson. Austin Thomas Kelly, Eric Taney, and uh, Trey Peterson. Neil Moore was Mad Dog. Uh, the... I think that was like minivans, basically. The man vans, Trenton Fisher, won that over Andrew Sherrado. Second, second, second place on the weekend for Andrew. Scott Nelman, Mike Howes got the uh, Mad Dog there. Compacts, Ron James got first and Mad Dog. Ron James, uh, Niebauer, 
Corey Hockhalter and Craig Schlaufman. Some rough names right there to try and read through. <laughs> If we mispronounce them, send them in. What's that? So if we mispronounce them, send them in. We'll get them right next week. Trucks, trucks, uh, Christian Schmaltz won over Jacob Becker and Brent Zaniel taking third in the truck side of things. All right. So let's shift gears here, and we'll we'll run through the results from Connersville. Uh, Full-size gut-and-go was Lil Dave Smith winning over Ethan Smoltz and Ed Woodward. The mini gut-and-go was Jeremy Riley or J.D. King and John Rutherford. Mini world-class Mariah Reese winning over Sean Reese and Kenny Bloom. Minivan John Shipley. It's 10 out of 11 for those of you keeping score at home. S-H-I-P-L-E-Y. Remember, there's an E in there. Over Jeremy Riley and uh, Ryan Kemley. Full-size stock was Randy Perry, Jared uh, Payton, Bob Moore. Back through the top three. Smash It Mini Class, uh, John Rutherford winning that one over Jordan Rutherford and uh, Colt Butler. No points awarded for that one. And the cleanup minivan was Mike Heasley over Robert Lewis and Jeff Willard. So that brings us to the situation with the points with only a couple B. Oh, Scott Kiefer. I'll... Scott, I know you're listening right now, and I see your message, and I guarantee that I will try to remember that, and I probably won't message you when the show's over with because I'll forget by the time I get home. <laughs> Send me a message right to my personal page, and, and I'll be able to get back to you a little bit more efficiently. So let's pull this stuff up here while well, we got a moment. And you can see there's only two shows left on the schedule for the 527 Unified Point Series. Wicked Derby's team show, October 23rd and 24th in Evansville, and then Coke Promotions Turkey Derby in Portland, Indiana is going to round it out. John Shipley extends his lead to 16 points going into the team show, winning the 16-truck and van shootout. That's 10 wins and 11 starts. His other one was a third, I believe. Jeremy Riley, he gained some ground on Don Santel. You can see there he's got 72 points. So he's, he closed that to 18 points. Riley scored eight points in the van and truck heat and replaced that with a win in the mini car gut and go. Even bigger, Jeremy's efforts there were able to get him to um, uh, into a lock for third place. Nice. So that, that iced everybody else out of third place with that. J.D. King jumped from 10th to 7th and is now tied with Nick King. You can see them over there tied for 7th. All of those guys have 34 points. Also, William Close right up in there as well. Two shows left. Um, Don Santel didn't score any points that weekend. Um, I don't think he ran, did he? He ran. Really? It got, it got rough. Couple locals looks like a couple locals might have jumped on him. I did huh. not. I did not reach out and get any concrete details on anything that may or may not have happened along those lines. But that didn't uh, didn't sound like that ended well. But hopefully he's okay and there's nobody hurt or anything. But you know, you get six guys jumping on you or something like that. It can get pretty rough, you know. Wow, didn't hear those details. Well, let's talk after. Yeah, let's see. We already did that. We already did that. Smash it, demolition derby, smash it, derby.com, fall cleanup event, pro stock, modified truck, street stock, full size, street stock, compact, street stock, minivan, truck, SUV, smash it, compacts, and power wheels. <sighs> it's going to be a busy weekend for those guys. October the 24th, that is the last event of the year for smash it, demolition derbies. Look at Dal Pollock. He's excited about Shipley picking up that win. I mean, just what a year. What yeah. a year he has had. Not bad, huh? We heard about Jeffy's Fab Farm. Check out the virtual store and order now. Jeffy'sFabFarm.com. Recognized as an industry leader in all manner of fabrication needs. The Fab Farm is a national go-to for a number of demolition derby parts. They specialize in LS conversion components, but earn major credentials with their various header offerings. 
The Fab Farm has that solid four-cylinder engine, uh, Camry engine mount that we've been telling you about, and also the headers for the uh, 1.8 and 2.0 liter displacement Hyundai Elantras. The store offers bumper-to-bumper selection, including fuel and air parts, suspension and transmission items, steering components, pedals, shifters, switches, and gauges. If you need it, you can find it on the farm, jeffysfabfarm.com. Rounding out our evening is Smith Metalworks, an all-purpose fabrication shop that has taken the Northeast by storm, featuring more than 40 years of fine metalworking experience. The hallmark of the product line is the pointed and flat front bumpers. You can't go wrong with a super stock bumper. That thing is a monster, and you can run it loaded or, or as it is. Replicating the popular factory releases the flat bumper. Typically, that goes on the back, and it can change some dynamics back there, too. To say the least, they can be run stuffed or ran hollow. There's also a compact version of the pointed bumper available as well. Other invitements include the Crown Vic door skins, battery boxes, engine mounting systems, pedal combos, and shifters. Shop offers all the odds and ends, such as distributor clamps, welding centers. Be sure to ask the, about the GM floor liners. In-person pickup locations in Mercer, Uniontown, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, or they can get it shipped online. You can place your order, smithmetalworks.info. So... What you got? Any? Uh, any I think we get out of here so you can try to get your back to unleash. <laughs> Chris has we, been we, fighting his uh, his back for the last fifty six minutes, so we, uh, we we're covered out a lot. Here quick. We, we covered a lot, so we are we are all done on this one. Three twenty seven is in the books. We will see everybody again next time here on the Crash Course. We'll see you then. Crash Course Live is presented by Smash It Demolition Derby, who hosts Bash for Cash, Blizzard Bash, and Capital City Carnage. Online at smashitderby.com. And Stirring Dirt Racing, host of May Mania's team show at the Golden Spike Arena in Ogden, Utah. Online at stirringdirtracing.com. Reckless Abandoned Derby Apparel and Derby Inc. Magazine. This is the Crash Course Demolition Derby Podcast, recorded live at the FigureLakes1.com studios in downtown Seneca Falls, New York.